Welcome to another edition of Hawk Off the Press after the final score. I'm John Steppe, joined by Mike Loss. We are in the Kinnick Press Box as it pours outside, and that really was a metaphor for this past game. Yeah, uh, as I wrote, uh, it was a cleansing performance for Iowa State. Matt Campbell and his staff getting their first win against Iowa. Iowa State having a six-game losing streak against the Hawkeyes. And uh, the downpour was also a metaphor for Iowa. Uh, Dark gray skies and gloom. And that's what you've got down here. Yeah. Well, the bulk of the questions are about Petrus, so let's jump right to that. First one, why is Petrus overthrowing guys? He brought up the footwork as one of the issues there, and the results just don't seem to be there. Yeah, well, I'll, we can summarize all of this into saying he's not playing good football. Yeah. Ferentz uh, actually said as much, which is really something for him to say that about one of his players, let alone a quarterback. Iowa was 12-27 passing. 12, Petrus was 12-26. That's two weeks in a row under 50%. That gets you beaten in major college football at any level of football anymore. Yeah, they were lucky to get away with it. Well, I shouldn't say lucky, but... They were lucky to get away with it last week. They were very lucky to get away with it. It required stellar defense and stellar punting, and they still barely survived. You can't do that more than one time without, you know, witchcraft being involved. Uh, Iowa State... You say 10 points, nothing wonderful, but come on. Uh, They had the ball for 12 minutes in the uh, fourth quarter. They had a 99-yard drive. The defense couldn't get off the field. They completed two-thirds of their passes with a guy making his first start in a road game, Uh, a guy from a, a small town in northwest Iowa. Pretty impressive game from him, I thought, considering oh, yeah. could so easily have collapsed given the mistakes they had and the missed opportunities in the first half that made them feel doomed yet again. He didn't buckle. No. Uh, they had a 100-yard running back. Iowa had averaged a little more than two yards a carry again. Yeah, after 1.6 yards per carry. Petrus wasn't good. The offensive line wasn't good. The receiving core is is uh, the middle of a donut, practically, (laughs) which they're using a little too much as an excuse, I -hmm. think. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were how many passes Petrus threw that just weren't good passes? Yeah. uh, That that receivers would have caught had they been on the mark. And also, how many times did Petrus have Iowa State defenders on top of him immediately? Yeah. The offensive line for the second straight year is not playing uh, to the levels of Iowa offensive lines of the past. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's fair game to question that, and it's, it's more than fair game to question why Kirk and Brian Ferentz didn't change quarterbacks at halftime, if not yeah. sooner. The guy was... That was the first question in the press conference. Oh, yeah. And the answer wasn't very and, Well, the answer is that the Iowa players, the teammates get defensive about that, and I know why. Petrus is their teammate. They love him. They respect him. He's a wonderful guy. Uh, uh, we, he's the kind of guy that we in the media who get to know him a little bit, 
uh, want to see succeed because he just seems like a, a terrific guy. Yeah. Uh, it's that simple. Uh, he, he's humble and he has a sense of humor and he has a worldview. He doesn't think the world revolves around himself. His teammates think the world of him, so he's obviously a great team guy. Uh, and so it's not like that there's there's uh, a media force that that's, that's a, you know wants to see him fail. No. It's just, you know what, at some point you want to see a guy stop struggling. And uh, it's time. They've got to make a change. And I would bet dollars to donuts that they do this week. Yeah, which gets to another question on the list here about when we'll see a quarterback change. I really don't think that you can have Spencer Peters out there right. as QB1. Granted, it's Nevada, so you could probably, if there's any game this year where you could get away with it, this is the one. But I just really think that leash is gone. And the fact that I specifically followed up one of those kind of vague answers about Petrus with, is he your week three starter? And Kirk didn't commit to it. Yeah. After a week ago, he said yes. So it's clear there's been that change. And Mike, you were mentioning the comments that players have made. Um, here's what Sam Laporta had to say. Sam, through a couple weeks, how would you assess um, Spencer's play at, at quarterback? I feel like he's commanding the offense pretty well. And I think we're going to keep relying on him and um, leaning on him for his experience and his leadership on the offense. And I think he's doing a great job. And the average fan or the average reporter, or you guys might shit on him, but I, I don't. I see what he does in practice, and I see what he, the work that he puts in in the film room and everything. So You can see, obviously, as we mentioned, he's a likable guy, and that applies to his teammates as well. One question, was the fumble at the one actually a fumble? I thought it was. You know, maybe I'm in the minority. But uh, I don't want to hear about officials' calls mm -hmm. at critical moments or even things like that, the fumble. It's uh, you got the ball at the one-yard line, your Iowa State, because Iowa fumbled. Yeah. All right? You don't stop the team. They go 99, 99 yards. yards on 21, the worst kind of 99-yard drive, <laughs> one that took all day and into the night. Yeah. Wore your defense to a nub and uh, didn't give your offense a chance to, you know, you know, I know what people are going to say. They wouldn't have done anything anyway. But if you get them three and out or even uh, stop them, you know, in their own territory, you can get the ball in decent field position with all the much more time left. Well, uh, Iowa State goes 99 yards, and then what happens? Matt Campbell starts playing Ferentz ball. Yeah. He tucked it in on offense and said, you're going to have to beat us, Iowa. And they didn't. Uh, I thought uh, Iowa State's already getting shortchanged by some people here because, look, they had more than double the yardage of Iowa. Yeah. They were 10 of 20 on third down. Uh, like I said, the kid, the sophomore Deckers, makes the plays. Iowa State had twice as many first downs, over twice as many rushing yards. Uh, they were better. They were the better team. And it, and it would have, you know, had Iowa found some way to fluke out a win at the end, it would have been a shame. Oh, yeah. And the thing, too, is you mentioned all those stats where you have such a big disparity in it. 
you can just pick a couple plays where, okay, Iowa will probably want to have that Potabom fumble back. Huh. But Iowa State fumbled it right at the goal line, too. They were in the red zone three times in the first half and got three points out of it. Exactly. That gets you beat 99 out of 100 times. Yeah, plain and simple. So, got questions about injuries. So, Keegan Johnson, Nico Regani, that seems to be, of course, Kirk didn't make any official clear declarations this person will absolutely play by any means but there seems to be a little more optimism there but not quite Gavin Williams level of optimism that he had last week and Gavin Williams played a little bit but sparingly so those two players that's their status Vines it sounds like it's me longer but even if you get one of those guys or Ganey or Keegan well, you got to yeah. get them the ball yeah you got to get them the ball in a place they can catch it yeah, Iowa wide receivers had two catches in this game. Arlen Bruce uh, had one catch. Guess how many times he was targeted? Let's see. At one point, I know it was nine. I'm eleven. Not... <laughs> he was targeted eleven times and had one catch. And I don't think he had a terrible game. No. You know, it's just you know he's not Spider Man. No, and he's only so tall. Yeah, so yeah he can do too. a ton with the ball, but you have to get the ball to him. There's that too, you know. Um, it's a, it's uh, been a long season. Yeah. And it's two <laughs> games in. <laughs> you know, can only imagine what we're going to be saying then in well, and November. Well, and now they're playing Nevada, and it's like, okay. Uh, I mean, the last score I saw was Nevada was losing to Incarnate Word. <laughs> uh, so... I'm not sure anything that happens in the next game is going to be any kind of a, a test. But Nor we, will Rutgers, I would even well, say. Well, I would. After. I would. Uh, because they're no better than Rutgers. That's and a you're, good point right now. The they don't. For the first time. But you, you're looking at Padilla. Let's say Padilla does play in the next game, and I expect him to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of a double-edged sword for Iowa. If Padilla comes out and looks good, it's like, why weren't you playing him? Exactly. If he comes out and doesn't look any better than what they've been getting at quarterback, it's like, don't you guys have any quarterbacks? <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. They just need to win. They need to beat Nevada. They need to They need to rough up Nevada, actually. Oh, yeah. You need to have a definitive win here. Yeah. It's still just September, but, man, it's, it's a long ways from that offense to competency. Yeah. This, you can't really be looking at Big Ten West title right now. You've got to be looking at, is this well, team going to be bowl eligible The division's right hot garbage. That's a good point. I mean, Wisconsin lost at home to Washington State. Northwestern lost at home to Duke. Uh, Nebraska was tied with Georgia Southern last I looked. And uh, Illinois and, and Minnesota handled business and so did Purdue. Oh, by the way, Charlie Jones... Has 21 catches, four touchdowns in two games. Uh, he had 21 catches all of last year. That tells you everything right yeah, here about this that, That's offense. taking the knife and twisting and twisting and twisting it, isn't it? Yes. Well, one last question here. What can Kirk Ferentz and Brian Ferentz do to fix this? We've talked about quarterback change. It's certainly one lever to pull. But the challenge to a large extent here is there aren't that many levers that you can pull at this point no, in the season. No, the offensive line just has to get incrementally better. And if it doesn't, they're in trouble. And if it does, we'll see. That's exactly it. 
Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode. Cross your fingers that Mike and I don't get soaked when we leave Kinnick tonight. And I'll be back with another edition of the Hawk Off the Press podcast this week. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.